Florida State 47, Duquesne 7. Um, really a, a game where I think you had to be pretty excited about until uh, Tate Rotomaker kind of kind of took the air out of the balloon a little bit, just to be perfectly honest with you, is what my immediate thoughts are there. Let me get my mic right here. Okay, so we'll get into it. Uh, appreciate the patience, getting used to uh, getting back into this. So, all right, so positives as to what you can take. Well, the first positives are that we have some great sponsors and a big Shout out to Charlie Park, who has made all of our preview series possible. Uh, Madison Social has been with us since day one, and we are ever so fortunate to be able to continue to work with them. Uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars, the legendary team of Chad and Shannon. And you'll write, I may need to get another Benson jersey. I may need to get a Ward jersey even. And a uh, massive thanks to the great people of Congruity. So, We'll have a little sip and we'll jump into it. Um, positives. Ward, absolutely insane. Um, I feel like we kind of I feel like we kind of knew what Ward was. He just did it again. Uh, Benson was more the one that we wanted to see and be able to just confirm everything that you thought. And Benson was impressive and and perhaps even more so than you would have expected. The guy, the fact that that's what that guy's feet are at 212, 215 pounds is absolutely insane. Just a quick little thought that's <laughs> resting in the back of my head is we don't need offensive linemen to like pick him up in the celebratory post touchdown. Like, no, we don't, that guy needs to stay on the ground. If something happens to Trey Benson, via celebration, that would be um, that'd be a real tough pill to swallow. But Benson looks absolutely insane. Uh, great to see the debut he has. And, yes, everything is couched in the fact that this is Duquesne. And Duquesne is not a good football team. But there are things that you can take away from a game of football that you can't from practice. And uh, you can certainly have an awful lot of optimism as to what the, the running backs look like in general. So – for the three backs, they all went over 100 yards. First time in in uh, program history of three backs over 100 yards. And collectively, they averaged, uh, I believe Benson averaged 9.5. Ward averaged 9. Uh, Toa Philly was 9.7. I think Ward was 7.83. I might have gotten those two reversed. Uh, but the running backs were absolutely incredible. At wide receiver, like the amount of progress that Spain has made is uh, – is honestly hard to justify. I mean, I, I said this on Twitter that uh, Bud and I started to hear really positive things about him as soon as he committed, but you expected to measure progress in years, not months. Like the fact that that's where this kid is already on in his development, he is far out front of where even maybe the most optimistic people uh, would have thought. So uh, really love what you saw there. A nice little example of why you don't give up on a kid like uh, Kentron Portier made some, I thought he made that one uh, pass over the middle, that catch where he went up, uh, went up high on a ball that might've been slightly overthrown, but you know, Jordan put it where it was. He made that catch, got a lot of confidence in himself and really had a, a great night. I will stop short of, you know, breakout or something like that. Um <laughs> And buddy, if you're talking to us about lying to you about Tate Roadmaker, uh, I think you're 
I think you're confused. Now, he might have improved slightly, but if you go back and listen to the uh, position preview, I, I literally say that Tate's bad moments are so bad that you can't play him because he'll cost you your job if you're a coach. That's Tate Rotomaker, unfortunately. And, and Tate Rotomaker, you know, remind us that he was the same guy that we thought he was. And the problems with Tate is the lows are too low. And um, unfortunately, that reared its head again tonight. But back to the, the positives before we get over there. And uh, I shouldn't necessarily let chat as much as I appreciate you guys uh, dictate the show. Not great from a content perspective on me. So slap of the wrist. Um, I saw enough from Lundy to think that all of the positive talk about him, that there might be something there. Uh, that was encouraging to me. I will say that it's hard. Um, any evaluation at, at length is, is more or less impossible based off just TV angles and stuff like that. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Uh, but I, for me personally, evaluating linebackers on a first watch is, is a real challenge. Having said that, was impressed with Lundy and sometimes playing linebacker is about how strong you are and how quick you can, you know, flip your hips and run sideways or uh, sideline to sideline. And sometimes playing linebacker is just an instinctual ability to look at a play, watch it develop and diagnose it. And damn, if 15 doesn't look like he has that ability. I, I was really, um, really excited about what I saw there. And again, not going to get too far ahead of myself just from one game, but uh, really liked what I saw from the USF, uh, UCF transfer. Excuse me there. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, so let's go back to the, <laughs> let's go back to the first extra point of the game. And I just want to tell y'all, I had this eighth grade coach that was honestly like transform transformational for me, exceptional coach. Uh, but he had, a, he had a good bit of troll in him. And uh, if he ever thought, that somebody was watching us practice or if uh, somebody was, you know, evaluating us in warmups at a level that is more than just, you know, a, a passing glance or something like that. He would just quickly call on like the fattest guy on the team to take snaps at tailback. And it was, uh, you know, for an eighth grader playing football, it was pretty funny. And my correlation here is I've got to kind of hope that's what we saw there with <laughs> Wyatt Rector uh, having a live read where it appears his first option is to throw it to Preston Daniel. I mean, if you think about the great sponsor that we have, uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce, three simple ingredients, one fantastic product. The ingredients of that play is a walk-on tight end, wearing gloves, making a live read to throw it to another tight end who's not, you know, exceptionally talented by any stretch. I just have to kind of hope that that is a – little bit of a subtle football troll as to like ha 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 now you've got to prepare for the swinging gate like <laughs> i mean uh just for my own personal mental health let's please never see that again that that is a play that um mm, something special so hopefully that's just uh hopefully that's just coaches kind of having a laugh at each other and uh you guys can go ahead and get prepped for that um on the negative side we were real. All right. So Tate, we talked about Tate. We acknowledged Tate. I, I feel like, you know, the uh, Tate kind of collectively took the air out of 
some of the excitement that surrounded that game, but maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe you don't need to be wildly confident because you beat a, um, you know, you beat a severely undermanned uh, Duquesne team, but you know, uh, I <laughs> think for all intents and purposes, uh, Duffy's probably your backup quarterback at this point. I mean, you can only put a kid in a game so many times and see him make plays that, like I said, five minutes ago can seriously jeopardize your job security. Um, you just can't, you can't do it. And, uh, Tate may be a great athlete and he may make some great decisions in practice, but uh, I'm real hesitant to talk like this because I'm not a football coach and I don't want to be one of these uh, asses who, you know, starts to talk like he's a football coach or a quarterback expert or whatever else. But what you can extrapolate from a a layman um, is like when you see a kid, (laughs) when you see a kid get into live play, and like his stance breaks down, his release point is totally different than practice. L- look at some of those plays, and that's not the player you see in practice at all. I just don't see you really being able to play that kid a lot. And and maybe there's something there for him to work on, but I hate to use this term, looks like a deer in headlights. And um, you certainly know the athleticism's there. He's a coach's son. Uh, you certainly would think that the uh, the you know baseline level of intelligence surrounding the game is there. Uh, maybe it's somebody that could talk to a sports psychologist or something like that. I don't know. That's probably inappropriate for me to even extrapolate. But you see all the tools. You don't see it when the lights get turned on. And and by the way, guys, when the lights have been turned on, they've been the softest, most gentle lights you're going to see all year. He's played at home against Duquesne. And he's played a home against Jacksonville State or Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville State. Uh, That's just that's not there. So um, I don't understand why we continue to let punts bounce. I know that's an easy thing for somebody like myself to sit here and say, but had another ball go live tonight. Um, I was impressed in general about uh, what number four played as far as what he looked like a wide receiver and uh, him catching the ball was nice as a punt returner, but I, and then we had another one bounce. I don't know. Again, this is just game's over. I press record. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking generalities, but it felt like that one ball bounced somewhere between 18 and 23 yards. So, you know, let's, let's try to get away from that. That'd be great. We've been doing it since McFadden was the punt returner when he just, air traffic controlled everybody and refused to catch the ball. So that would be nice from a program standpoint to see us break that habit. Um, All right. So here's something I'm going to say, and I'm not going to make too much about it, but I wasn't blown away by the defensive line. I didn't see a bunch of lower level offensive linemen getting their, getting their naps uh, neck snapped uh, at the point of attack. I didn't see the defensive line reestablish the line of scrimmage as much as maybe I thought it would. It was great that verse had that one play. Um, and certainly love it. Had a couple plays where he shut his shut his blocker as you would expect him to. Uh, but I wasn't blown away by the defensive line. But I also realized that's a really vanilla look. And I'm not going to make too much of it. But I just put my finger in the air and note it because that's you know that's what we're supposed to do after games like this. Um, said we we're going to have to see it uh, from from uh, from number seven on defense, Jaron Jones. I I didn't see it. I'm not, I'm not dismissing it. 
I will say that <laughs> you know, maybe I'm being generous here, but like the personal foul on the first possession of the game doesn't bother me as much as uh, some less than stellar coverage that you saw out of him. I know these guys wanted to hit another jersey for four months. You get the first chance, you hit a guy. Okay, I'll dismiss that. That doesn't bother me. Still being pretty lackadaisical in coverage. From from what all I know from watching the game, I don't know individual responsibilities. I'm not trying to extrapolate too much. But this big transformation, this big jump in, in level of play, uh, I didn't see. And I wasn't – it wasn't just uh, – it wasn't just Jones. I'm not trying to pick on an individual. Wasn't blown away uh, by some of the play from the secondary as well. But again, vanilla first game, not going to extrapolate too much from it, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't maybe quite the level that you hoped to see from that type of situation. So there's probably other outlets that are going to do like 55 minutes on tonight's game or something like that. I don't think it's particularly appropriate or needed. Um, and I'm not knocking anybody. That's great that there's other space to fill out there. Um, I think on the whole, you're positive about what you saw at running back. You're positive about some of the things that you saw from wide receivers and the emergence of some of the transfer portal kids and uh, Malik and uh, Portier or Portier looked solid. So you, you can build on that. Jordan looked like a better quarterback than I saw, uh, at least certainly from the first six or seven games last year. He's continued that general positive directory. Like what I see, that's a that's opponent-adjusted observation. Not trying to get too far ahead of myself, um, but I think you can be pretty excited about what you have on skill. The offensive line, um, yeah, I, I, I realize there's some plays, uh, particularly at center, that don't look good. And if you extrapolate not looking good against Kane, against trying to block LSU interior defenders, uh, that can keep you up at night. So that uh, is something that, you know, we're going to go back and look at. And this isn't really the format to make a whole lot of evaluations along uh, line play. But, you know, I saw the same thing you guys did a couple times as far as people getting put in the backfield. And, uh, yeah, we'll see about that. So if you guys have any questions, fire away in the chat. I'll try to field uh, as many as I can in the next five or ten minutes uh, if there are such things. And otherwise, uh, we will roll on and begin to prepare for a really big game and one that we should, uh, you know, all be excited about. And we'll see what comes from it. Uh, let me pull up. This isn't great. Uh, great radio here, but let me just pull up what Bud said real quickly. Uh, yeah, Bud's observations were more or less thought. Bethune looked real nice. Uh, run game looked good. Didn't show a whole lot in the past game. I uh, agree on that. What I'm drinking is a uh, Glen Marenghi, um 18 bottle that I found a couple weeks ago for a pretty good price. So it's not my uh my normal go-to as far as the level peat in it but it's a, a nice little scotch who's the four string quarterback yeah that's a great question um i don't know i mean honestly if you get to your four string quarterback i would just put like you know 
I don't know if I'd say Sam McCall, but I, I would put something like that in the Wildcat and just go real simplistic. But maybe it's one of those tight ends that we saw tonight. Who knows? Uh, the other thing. Uh, and I hate saying stuff like this because it sounds like I'm trying to pick on kids or anything else. But I, I was surprised at the level of snaps that like Preston Daniel got tonight. Um, I have to think that you know part of that may evolve throughout the course of the year. And I wonder if maybe Joshua Burrell, if he's healthy, doesn't at some point start to take some of those snaps or you start to try to work him into that. I also like. If you're Cam McDonald, man, your snaps are not guaranteed at all. I would be I'd be concerned as to how much burn I'm really gonna get if I'm not catching what's available and playing at what appeared to be uh, a little bit of a higher level. So uh, just again, I'd have to go back and confirm uh, that I saw what I thought I saw when it came to that, but was not necessarily uh, blown away by what uh, what I saw from that. So thoughts on the play of the defensive ends. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't blown away by it. Nine looks like a solid player, uh, but would have liked to have seen him get a little bit more separation based on the uh, level of opponent that he was playing. And uh, Verse, I know that there will be some critical of Verse. I mean, we kind of knew Verse was going to flash and also get blocked. I mean, that, that's kind of our <laughs> been our evaluation of him the whole time. He, he's he's not, you know, he's not Jermaine, and obviously he's not Jermaine. But he's he's a guy that is going to make a play that is like a holy, you know, holy, holy damn play, so that we keep it clean here. Um, and then he's also going to get washed some, and he's just a He's a work in progress, uh, but I, you know, you, he's, he's a great addition and uh, somebody that will continue to get better. But I think you have to have your, you know, expectations with where versus and what he's, you know, going to give you for the first couple of games. Did I think the AZ Thomas PI call was correct? It looked like it was to me. It looked like there was some, uh, you know, Jersey tugging in a little bit of the transition there. I'd have to go back and watch that. Uh, it didn't, I was skeptical of it on the live watch. And then in the replay, when I went back and looked, uh, I thought it was the right call. Yeah. So uh, Alejandro asked, where's Johnny Wilson? Johnny Wilson caught that one long play, went to the uh, tent of injury mystery and never returned that status. As the uh, as the amateur pod guy here bangs his mic, uh, that status is one that we'll get a little bit more clarity on. Uh, Amari Gaynor wearing a boot and potentially walking around on crutches is uh, something that you know is not necessarily a good thing. But I, yeah, you're just real limited with how you can deploy that kid. And from what I saw tonight, my opinion on that was only uh, further reinforced. Um, Yep, the return game is still anxiety-inducing. Completely agree with you that on that, and I touched on that. Was I surprised by the amount of rotation? Ask a longtime supporter of the show, Sam Gordon. Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, I, that is kind of the want that you uh, that you want to get into with a game like this is to both get your guys snaps, knock off rust, and also uh, you know start to go ahead and get your roster. I mean, for a lot of those guys, the snaps that they got tonight are the most snaps they're going to see all year. Um, you know, maybe you get another chance against Georgia Tech, but you know, that's that's an opportunity to get kid snaps that really, uh, like I said, may not may not see too many more snaps the rest of the year. Um, 
did tonight's performance do anything to update your prediction versus LSU? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm concerned about the interior of the offensive line, uh, and that was, you know, that that was a concern that I already had, and now only furthermore, just based off some of the plays that you saw there. Uh, yeah, opinion on boneless wings. Boneless wings aren't chicken wings. That will be the extent of uh, conversation that we have on that, and I actually broke, broke a promise that I made on Twitter not to even touch that subject, but I do just have to acknowledge that that's not an easy job. Um for those TV dudes. I mean, it's uh, that's a lot of air you got to fill on a game. That's not of much interest other than to like people like you and I, and you know, the diehard of the diehard. Uh, but yeah, I thought they maybe took the, uh, the, the wing conversation of, uh, you know, a couple minutes too far. Uh, so uh, yep. Tate can't be the backup. I acknowledge. I think for all intents and purposes, Duffy's your backup. You're probably not going to acknowledge that in practice because if you make him your second team, uh, then you're not really still trying to push the kid. Duffy knows he's, you know, in his heart of hearts knows that he's probably not going to beat out uh, Jordan Travis for the quarterback position. Uh, you want him to think that he's got to continue to beat out Tate Rotomaker and, you know, be motivated and focused and everything else. Uh, but yeah, that was just a really bad performance from Tate. And, you know, you make the interception all right, you make a bad play. I can get over that, but to follow that up with a play where you like barely catch the snap, run, change your opinion, just r- kind of nervously throw the ball out of bounds. That was no, that just that was just real deer in the headlights uh, type look from him. So uh, I feel like I'm, you know, being particularly negative on on some of these kids, and that's not what I'm trying to. Uh, to do, but you know, the takeaways from game one are the takeaways from game one. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Y'all, it seems to be uh, that we've reached a point of uh, kind of going through the conversation that is organic. I will give this another watch or three, uh, but will do the same and we'll be back Monday or uh, uh, perhaps Sunday night, but we'll have something to you soon. Enjoyed it. Great to get back in the flow of things. Um, you know, not that this podcast concerns ourselves with things like this, but was impressed by like the students staying out and uh, the amount of people that that had in the stadium uh, in the first half after a prolonged rain delay. That was a was a good showing. So uh, good to see stuff like that. Uh, congratulations to the fans. Great to have football back. See you guys in New Orleans, hopefully. And uh, if not, see you soon. Otherwise, thanks so much for your support. We'll be back soon.